Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. Hey there, everybody. Happy Tuesday and welcome to Fight Club. <laughs> happy tuesday happy tuesday welcome back to fight club everyone we're the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing finances systems and culture we're a team of self-employed industry experts and this week we get to be joined by another power couple dean and brandy smith super excited to have y'all with us today uh dean brandy either one feel free do you guys mind giving a brief rundown of yourself and your businesses yeah, um, I can, I can, I can take that. Um, thank you for for having us. We're definitely really honored to be here. Um, so, you know, my wife and I, we've been married for 15 years. Um, we have two amazing children. Um, you know, f- we're definitely a family first um, kind of family. I've been in the army for 20 years. Um, we started our small business about four years ago, at exterior cleaning company. Um, our goal was to provide to, to start a business that something that we could scale into as I approached military retirement. And, you know, currently we have, we have about 15 employees. Um, we're on track to do 1.4 million this year. Um, Mm -hmm. so we've been growing and scaling. Um, we absolutely love it. You know, it's a, uh, entrepreneurial roller coaster, but, uh, we're just, we're loving every minute of it. Oh, this is so exciting. I got to meet, Dean and Brandy when they were first starting out and got to work with them at the marketing company I worked at, Mr. Pipeline. And I can't tell you how much I love these two. They're such awesome people. And to see the growth is so exciting. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys for joining us and excited to talk more about that growth. So my name is Taylor Maroney. I co-own a power washing company in South Florida, just a little bit south of Dean and Brandy. And my passion lies in marketing and as I said before, worked for a marketing company for multiple years and even other companies prior to that. And I've learned that my passion really lies in helping business owners understand those numbers behind marketing so they can make decisions based upon that to then grow that company further like Dean and Brandy have. So super excited to have you all on the show with us today and welcome back to Fight Club, yep. everyone. Thank you. Uh, welcome. And my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. Uh, <laughs> I also destroyed my office this weekend, so I have a husband that's like crawling. It's okay. It's okay. He's trying to not show up on the counter, uh, on the on the camera. Uh, I own a full service accounting firm called Likes Accounting Company and a window cleaning, gutter cleaning company with my husband, Jeff, here in Northern California. And I'm excited to talk to you about growth. Uh, breaking that seven figure mark in less than four years is very incredible. I'm also the note taker. So if I'm Typing madly, that that's why. But welcome to Fight Club. We're excited to have you. Happy to be here. Yes. <laughs> muted, Michelle. Oh. Yeah. Can I how can I be muted already? What the heck? I already muted myself. 
Michelle Meyer, sorry, uh, part of a power couple. Hey, my husband, Doug, is out in the field today, and we um, own nice. two callers, which is admin services for yep. your company. So if you need help with the office, yep. the phones, emails, all that stuff, we can certainly help you there. And then we just are proud owners of a Wise Coatings location in Northern Virginia. So oh, I am cool. thrilled to have you nice. guys here, nice. and I can't yeah. wait to talk about all things systems and how you make it all happen. Okay, and I'm Martha Woodward, and I used to, I almost said I own, I used to own a maid service in a neighboring state. Um, that was about 13 years, so I know small home service businesses. Um, and I co-founded a software called Quality Driven that's all about employee performance and building morale, etc. So. Welcome to Fight Club. We're glad to have you guys. It's always fun to have couples. And I'll let Tay take it away. Cool. Thanks, Martha. So I get to steal y'all first and kind of warm you up for the rest of the ladies. So we're going to talk about marketing. And I, I feel this is a unique situation for us because I really got to work with you guys in the beginning and the start of this when it was you know, Dean working a little bit in the truck and then adding a few employees and, you know, starting to build that marketing plan to get to where y'all are at now, which is so exciting to see that in four years, you've reached this um, over a million dollar marker. So I would love to know what you guys have added. I know you started out with really, you know, a Google ads campaign. You started out with some SEO. You started with a really great website that the team over at Pipeline designed. So as you started building into that, were there some things that you added in around your neighborhood and your community or other marketing ventures that you decided to tack on to those pieces as you started to grow? Yes, um, absolutely. Um, obviously, you know, Google ads is, is definitely going to be, you know, your low hanging fruit, but you want to, you want to partner that up with, with the really good SEO package as well. Um, as you start, you know, looking to grow and scale, you do need to look at other marketing levers. Um, and, you know, I look at it, there's, there's hunting and there's farming, right? And so you've, you've always got, you know, your hunting stuff, your Google ads, your Facebook ads, and then you have farming, which is, which is a lot of like your relationship marketing. Um, that's things like being, being in your, in your chamber events, being an active participant in your community. Um, nice. We have somebody at, you know, all the chamber events, the golf tournaments, the, you know, any of like the nonprofit type of events that we can, we can be at. So building relationships is key. Um, having mm -hmm. really good referral partners is great. Um, and you know, you do, you have to spend money on marketing to be successful. I know a lot of guys who they're like, my phone's not ringing. I'm like, well, what are you doing? What's your marketing budget? And they're like, well, I don't really have one. Um, so you have to, you have to have a good healthy marketing budget. Um, and you say you have to stay proactive. You can't be reactive. So we build out a six month marketing plan in our business every, every, uh, every, every six months. And we, you know, it has things like boots on the ground, um, unsolicited, uh, commercial bids, like door knocking, like, you know, talking to neighbors, like we just, we really, you know, yard signs. I mean, we pretty much do it, do everything that we possibly can. But at mm -hmm. the same time, you also have to track it. And so you have to figure out where my marketing dollars best served. Um, you know, what's what's performing, what's not performing. Um, 
and just continuously reinvest back into marketing. And that should be the most important thing in your business. That's my strong suit. But even your tech, your field technicians are marketers. And I always tell them, you know, you're, you're a, you're a marketing ninja first and then a house washing <laughs> ninja second. Um, I love that. Absolutely yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah. So because I'm gonna, everybody's watching you. Yeah. Absolutely. They are. They're the ones in the field that have that first, you know, first or second impression with other people that you aren't technically washing that house for. So you actually dropped like five or six golden nuggets <laughs> in that brief little monologue there. So I am going to kind of circle back to a few and kind of go a little bit deeper if you don't mind, because okay. there's some yep. really great things that you mentioned, Dean, that I think a lot of people need to kind of rehear again on the show. Okay. So first and foremost, you talked about the analogy between hunting and farming, which is such a great analogy. We have a couple gardeners here on the show with us. I know some of the ladies totally, totally understand where that farming concept comes from. And that really is the nurturing process, right? Of making sure you're watering your plants every day, making sure you're doing the right fertilizer to grow that plant. So to grow that relationship like Dean's talking about. Um, and then from that, you also mentioned how, you know, you go, you've had to make adjustments, right? And increase, potentially I'm assuming, increase the marketing budget accordingly to make sure we're allocating for the hunting side of it, which is really where you're pushing money out into the Google ads, say SEO, some other email marketing ventures, things of that sort, while also working on the farming, which is still money going out of the marketing campaign. So within this kind of six month um, plan that y'all work on, have you seen that the price does increase as you continue to grow the business? Because I think this is a question I get a lot is, can I just kind of stick to the same budget? Do I really have to increase the budget? You know, what does that really look like for me as an owner to add more money into that bucket and then be able to see what those results are? Because that's a little scary for people to start throwing extra money into that bucket, not really fully knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely scary in the beginning. I know when I first came on with 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 you guys and Mr. Pipeline, and I was talking to Evan over there, and we were looking at spending like, you know, a thousand dollars a month in SEO and Google Ads, and we were just it was such a big commitment at the time. But you really do have to take that leap of faith initially, and once you get that snowball rolling, it just it just it's so much easier. You know, it's easier to add to that budget when you start hitting revenue. Um, and you know that you do every market is different, but there is a point of diminishing returns as well. So I, you know, you do get past a point where no matter how much more money you throw at marketing, your return on investment is not exponential. And so you do, you kind of got to look at, do some market analysis, um, a little bit, but, um, I think marketing is is probably one of the best the best investments that you can do in your company because brandon vaughn always says it revenue um revenue um solve fixes a lot of mistakes in your business and so when you have little moments or something's not quite right you know revenue fixes a lot of those those issues absolutely and i you know you you hit the nail on the head with saying there is a point of diminishing return when it does come to marketing and knowing your market personally for your area is where you can really start to decipher what that diminishing return marker really is um and honestly when it when it comes down to it like dean mentioned he really leans on his staff and he leans on the people involved in the business 
to be able to be that face of the business in other places. It doesn't mean that Dean's always the one going out and networking. He really believes in his team to go out and do that as well, which shows great camaraderie and shows the beauty of the culture within that company, which I'm sure Martha will want to talk to you guys about. Um, but as far as, you know, teaching and training your technicians, if I could get one tip from you on how to train a technician to market, cause I feel like this is sometimes the hardest thing to do <laughs> is getting that technician to market for the business. Yeah. Um, if I could get one last tip from you, what would be your tip to help owners transition their technicians from just technicians to being rockstar marketers in the field as well? My, uh, my number one tip is continuous, constant coaching, training, and mentoring. Um, you have to talk to your guys every day. You have to have what Josh Latimer always says, communication stamina. You have to say the same, the same things over and over. Um, and you, you just, you got to be there for them daily and you have to hold them accountable. So they need checklists. They need to know like, Hey, did you put a yard sign out? Um, you know, stuff like that, that needs to be on a checklist so that they know, you know, what they know, what, what winning looks like. And that's something that they can measure. Absolutely. That's awesome. So I, I could talk, I know Dean and I could talk forever about marketing we have in the past <laughs> for very long times. So I appreciate you spending some time with me and I'm no Megan's itching to talk about the revenue things that you dropped in our segment. So I will go ahead and pass you all okay. over to Megan. Ah, thank you. I, I want to talk to you both about growth, like, and about how you set goals as a team. Uh, I think that, that this is something that my husband and I struggle with every year. Like, uh, one of us is a numbers person and the other is not as much of a numbers person. And like sitting down and setting a growth goal or setting a marketing budget or setting a budget can be sometimes a stressful event in our house. And so usually you have to leave our house and go somewhere else to like safe, neutral space. Um, mm -hmm. And it's kind of the season of this. I actually am teaching a goal setting class today at noon Pacific. And so I was updating just one number as you were talking because I was like, oh, that's a good way to say it. Um, so can we talk about how what what's the process like have you done your goal setting for 2023 yet is it a collaborative approach just one of you just come and be like this is the goal how does that work <laughs> yeah well you know we're very fortunate um and i i really need to preface this first before i can say anything about anything is we have surrounded ourselves with so many great you know, coaches and mentors and people mm -hmm. in the industry, you know, we're in the conquer program, you know, we're in soft wash systems. We've just, we've been surrounded by so many great people and we followed a lot of people like Brandon Vaughn and Josh Latimer and we followed that model. So anything that we've ever learned has been through a lot of, you know, ed being educated by other people in the industry. Um, and so in, you know, in the conquer every year, we, we do a, but we do our budget for the next year and we set reverse engineer our goals. And what we look at is our capacity um, first and foremost. And then we look at our revenue from the previous years and we determine what's a reasonable, you know, what's a reasonable expectation for growth. Um, and your goal should, should challenge you a little bit. I know we did right at a million last year, this year mm -hmm. we we set the goal for 1.4 it 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 was a little stressful thinking like how are we going to accomplish that but we looked at our capacity we have five trucks we reverse engineered 
what's our daily production rate, what's our weekly production, our monthly. And we just unpacked that and looked at our seasonality and our seasonal curve in the industry. And we that that's how we came up with our our monthly revenue goals. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's some adjustments. You know, you might spend a little bit more, you might spend a little bit less or, you know, but it's an adjustment. And me and Brandy, we talk about it all the time. And um, I still remember when we came on with you guys, Taylor, at Mr. Pipeline, that we we were looking at going from 25000 a month to 50000 a month in revenue. And it just, it was so mind-boggling. We didn't think it was even possible. Um, and fast forward, you know, we routinely do over 150 a month, you know. So it's just, you have to constantly set set the goal out there. And but just, do, you, do you guys, sorry to interrupt, but do you guys, like, as a couple, do you celebrate when you hit a goal? Like, what is that experience yeah. like? Because it sounds like it's a team effort. It sounds like it's a family it business. <laughs> and, like, are you, like, what? who's the one that's like, no, we can't do 1.4? That's <laughs> got to be one of you. It's probably more me. I'm like, okay. I don't know if that's possible. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, oh, we can't, we can't grow to that many technicians or mm-hmm. um that would be helpful so like how do you guys talk each other into it and then how do you celebrate it together i think the celebrating we probably don't do or recognize that as much as we mm. should um a lot of times we're really hard on ourselves you know we think we're not doing so great but then we realize well we've kind of already met all these goals and we should be celebrating that more in four years you've done a lot like a lot, a lot. That's that's really fast growth. Um, so what's the next goal? Like what's the next milestone? Maybe we can help you celebrate. Maybe we can help you set a you know, a celebration for that. Yeah. Yesterday we were at the at the at the shop and I told Brandy, I said, We need a sixth truck and she was she said no. <laughs> See? I tell right you, I, right. I was like, You guys can't there's no way you're not having these discussions. At our house this happens yeah. all the time, like every day. Oh. <laughs> And we have a whiteboard in our living room here. We kind of sketch everything out and ideas and kind of the goals we want to hit. So, yeah, we, we, um, that's, you know, been one of the biggest blessings in our, in our lives together is having this business that we build together. And, you know, we talk about a lot about that, about how we have this thing that we're building together and it has brought us so much closer. Um, but don't get me wrong. There's moments where Brandy's like, I don't want to talk business to anymore. Like we're done for the night. And I'm like, all right, let's talk about something different. But <laughs> um, it is nice having that thing that you can grow and build together with your, with your spouse. And um, you know, Taylor, I know you guys have a power washing company. You and your husband are both building that together. I think it, I think an entrepreneur um, family is just really special to me. Um, you get the kids involved. We were doing, trunk or treats and stuff. And we had our kids putting together goodie bags and stuff for other kids. So family business is just great. Well, so let's, sorry, I'm going to not, I'm not going to let you off the hook. So let's go back. Like what happens when Dean says, I need a six truck. What does Brandy say? Do you give him some conditions of like when that can happen or how that can happen? Or does somebody yeah. go shopping? Like also who's the one that has to buy the trucks? Is that still one of you? Cause I'm still recovering from every time we have to go buy vehicles. It's like, it's still us. It was yes. always me. And I'm like, man, every time you tell me we need a new truck, I got to go oh. be a mean guy. Yeah. Brandy's the researcher. Um, mm-hmm. And then she makes me do all the talking. So yeah, um, I kind of do all the back end work and got them out to the front. So I found you your truck and you're not going to spend more than this yeah. and uh, go yep. get it. I teed it up for you. He already has the application. Um, yeah. Okay. So what, yep. what has to happen to get that sixth truck? What was the condition? 
probably just making sure we have a certain revenue amount reached before we okay. bring on another truck. Yeah. And also so, seasonality. Um, we're going into our slower season right now. So it'd probably be before we peak, hit our peak spring season. Well, at the end of December, you know, we'll be in our slow season. But right now mm -hmm. we are we are scaling up for Christmas lights. Christmas lights, yeah. Um, but but yeah, we, we have to always balance that. There were times in the spring when we had all five trucks maxed out every day doing the most possible capacity. But then as we moved into August, you know, we dipped down to four trucks, three trucks, and then we start dipping back up. So you need, we would need a six truck for part of the, part of the year, but not all year. And I, so I think finding that right balancing point is, is important. Mm -hmm. What, um, what about other, this, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was saying this industry, you, you have that seasonal curve. And so you have to be an expert at scaling up and scaling down throughout multiple times throughout the year. And that's yeah. with your staff and, and all that. So I'm, I'm 15 years into that seasonal business where, you know, February and mm -hmm. August sucks. And I don't like laying off because I feel like we've built up a good team at this point. And mm -hmm. um, so I, I have not figured it out yet, Dean, but I like, I hate that about our business. Like I hate it when you've just, you've killed it from April to July and then the phone slows down and you're like, oh yep. man, like, and you know, for me, when it picks back up is the first rain. And I live in California, so rain's kind of like this elusive thing that you never know when it's going to come, but it does usually come. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you're like, can I can I cash flow? Like, no, I can't cash flow this. Okay, can I bankroll this until that first rain? Yeah. And how long is that going to take? Um, okay, but we keep getting distracted. We got to stay on the goals for just a second because <laughs> you're not alone. And I feel like you guys are this great example of how how this this is an entrepreneurial journey. We set these lofty things and then we forget to celebrate them. So is there like a daily goal that you guys can go celebrate in the next couple of weeks? Like you're headed into Christmas lights. So do you, is yep. there like a, is there a big sales number that you think is probably coming around like a daily sales number or is there a production um, number coming around? Right now, cr Christmas lights, our goal is 300,000 this season and just, just Christmas lights. Um, and so that's kind of a goal. We, we put that on the board and, you know, we're, uh, we have, um, so we're getting a pool put in. That was like a celebration thing for us. We do celebrate the wins, um, but we probably need to need to do more of that. But, um, all right. Yeah, well, it sounds like some something more. big's coming when you hit 300,000. So maybe, maybe get the kids involved. <laughs> yeah. Maybe get the kids yes. involved and be like, what are we going to do? Cause I feel like, I'm a, tax, a recovering tax accountant. So like, I feel like if you've got kids at home, they know Christmas light season is a really busy season for mom and dad. It is. And so yep. maybe there's something you guys can all celebrate together when you get to that 300,000. And if you're listening to this, it doesn't have to be a revenue metric. It could be a call volume. Hey, let's celebrate that today we took 100 calls. We've never taken 100 calls before. Or it could be um, we just had our 100th membership sign up. Like, celebrate mm -hmm. that. Or we had yeah. um, a five-star week, celebrate that yep. and celebrate it with your yep. team, celebrate with your family, celebrate it with each other, because this is hard. And this is going to mm -hmm. be a marathon. This is not a sprint. Like yeah. this is hopefully going to be a long business. So um, I, we we're bad at it too. I'm like, I'm the person I crush a goal and then I've already have my next lofty goal going. Like 
it's right. hard for me to remember. So I have to do it in advance. I have to be like, okay, when yep. we hit this number, we're going to do this. And then we go and I do like this. Yeah. So, oh, that's so good. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to, I had one question. I had a couple links up while you're talking. Uh, do, do you use revenue buddy? That's Josh Latimer's uh, we, like visualization. We don't use that. We use the, uh, it's a, it's a conquer, uh, conquer budget every year that we, we put in there. Um, so we, we use, you know, Excel spreadsheets and track it all that way. Cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it so much. And but I um, like revenue buddy. We've, you, we've looked at it before. We just, uh, it's not something we use on a daily basis, but it is a great tool. Yeah. But if there's a listener out there, who's not in conquer, uh, we dropped the link for conquer. Michelle will talk more about that. Um, but revenue buddy is something that Josh Latimer put together a couple of years ago. It's a free visualization tool. So if you want to mm-hmm. set an income goal, yeah. It'll tell you how many leads do you need? How much mm-hmm. do you need to spend on advertising? Mm-hmm. How many technicians do you need? Um, so that's kind mm-hmm. of a fun free tool out there that Josh put together a couple of years ago. And then you mentioned Softwash systems and we love AC. So we, mm-hmm. we put that in there yeah. too. Um, if anybody's looking for help getting into the softwashing world, uh, AC has some really great systems there. So thank you both yep. for your time this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pass you to Michelle to talk about systems. Great. Okay, you said a couple good things that made my ears go boing. Okay, okay, exciting. Um, The first one is communication stamina. So we're going to hit on that. And then after that, I want to talk about how you set up a six-month marketing system and what those tools are. So in communication stamina, I'm in a communications business, and even sometimes I run out of gas. So tell me what that means inside your company and maybe what tools you're using to help support you as the owner. Um, Well, First and foremost, the the lifeblood, you know, communication is your CRM. Um, every business should have one. Um, I mean, it is, you know, it is your number one, you know, point. It's how we know how we're staying on track and we're going to the right places and we're doing all the right things. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then just having it on, on your, your daily, you know, battle rhythm, you know, your, your meetings. Um, every week we, we have a staff meeting um, and we open that meeting with, a, a personal win and a business win. Um, Ooh, okay. You know, because I'm in, I'm in the military. I work on a base, an army base, and I work inside of a building that you can't have access to your phone or anything. So hmm. we have to have good, good people and we have to have good systems in place that, so that the business runs smooth without me being there. Um, wow. So. <laughs> okay. And then for communication, it sounds like that's almost like attraction, right? Personal win, professional win, or personal best. Yes. Professional personal best? win and then business win. Yes. I love that. And then the yeah. meeting is for everybody or do you have like a leadership team meeting? Like what's the cadence of your gatherings it's, together? It's the leadership, leadership team meeting. Um, it's uh, myself, our office manager, our sales manager, one of our service consultants is there, our operations manager. Um, and yeah, we just, you know, we, we, we discuss any of the ongoing, you know, issues that we have in the business, how things are going, you know, production, we make sure that we're hitting our production goals um, and that we're on track to, to hit our, you know, monthly revenue goals. Uh, we look at callbacks. We we just we try to track. We track everything, and we focus on that. Um, every every day in the week, though, we do have a technician meeting as well, um, where we take the opportunity to coach them on something, a little something every day. It could just be, hey, today, just a reminder, we're going to go over the, the the scripts for 
how do you in- interact with the customer? And then how do you ask for that five-star review? Um, and mm-hmm. so we'll just do some role-playing. You know, we'll, we, we do a little bit of professional development, focus on systems every single day. And even though it only takes, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day, it's just that compounding effect where every day you're just building on top of things. And so yeah. that's, that's how we run it. I love that. And who between the two of you, Brandy or Dean, which one of you is the checklist uh, king or queen? Who's in charge of checklists? <laughs> I guess I'm never trying to both work on being better at. Are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our, uh, our coach, our conquer coach, Nick DeMarc, he's really fantastic. And you guys should have him on the show one day. Um, oh, yeah. he, is, he lives by checklists. And every <laughs> single person in his company has a checklist. And he's like, well, did they do it? Was it on the checklist? You know? And so that's one thing that we're getting better at. We do have an operations manager checklist. And so he has to do certain things every single day. Um, So ideally we want to, we want to scale that to checklists for everybody in the company. And tell me for the listeners, where do those checklists sort of live in your world? And again, those are probably evolving. So where are they living now? And then where do you want them to go to? What's the goal? So right now they're on a Google Drive, um, a Google, you know, our, our Google page, our, our Google G Suite. Um, so yeah. our, and when our operations manager, he goes in there, he updates all his information on the checklist and we can see it. Um, our technicians, what we have found is that paper copy works best. We did, um, we did do them, we were doing them digital, but mm-hmm. they really became more of a check the block and yeah. we weren't super happy with that. So we have them. Every job has a printed out checklist that they have to initial and then sign. And we even have the homeowner sign. It says that, you know, we did a walk around and everything looks great. Wow. Um, And so that has helped us out with callbacks um, because at least we can say, hey, Mrs. Jones, we noticed that, you know, you signed off on the checklist, said everything was great. You know, we just want to make sure. And we don't leave any of our customers hanging. We still go back and take care (laughs) of them. Um, but it is just one extra step to try to mitigate any, any callbacks. And that's really good for the listeners to hear. Sometimes us as business owners, we want to make it easy for the larger group, right? So we digitize something. And what I heard you say is sometimes going back to the old school way really does function better for the technician in the field, right? So don't get stuck in the technology. And that's hard for me to say, because I like to stay stuck in the technology myself. Yeah. Um, So I get it. Um, But paper sounds like that's the way. Awesome. I have one other question. My sister and I uh, both are entrepreneurs and both have spouses and businesses the same. And she has a term that she calls, both of us are on the skinny end of the branch. (laughs) Tell us how you as couples kind of combat being on the skinny end of the branch in your business sometimes. Do you have a system to kind of connect or do you have like a standing date or like how are you kind of managing that part? Because I think a lot of people need that kind of insight into how to do it together. Yeah, we definitely Um, do try to do like a weekly date this the two yeah. of us and try yeah. not to talk about business, which is very hard because it so always seems hard. to tend to go that way. <laughs> it's so hard. Well, good. Yeah. And we try to stay positive too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we try to live a very abundant life um, and we're always thinking about the, the positive mindset. Um, and so it's easy to get caught up on like, the, oh, we had a callback or we had a touch up or this customer mm-hmm. wasn't happy or whatever, but 
like our coach always says, and we share a lot of this with him. He's like, you guys have a 99% success rate, you know? So be focusing and be focusing on that. You know, um, you're always any, any company that's over, over seven figures is going to have little problems. You're going to kill some bushes. You're going to break <laughs> Mrs. Jones, little planter, you know, they're going to have things, but a lot of times it's also how you handle it. And so how we handle it is we just, we come together as a company and we just rally together to get that customer taken care of. And we have completely dropped the ball and earned five-star reviews from our clients. Um, and so it's just, it's how you handle it. But me and Brandy, we definitely, we spend a lot of time together. We do a lot of date nights. We travel a lot. Um, we go to the beach and we go to the mountains and stuff. And so we're always sharing those wins together. Um, we've been married for 15 years. We've never even had an argument. I just always see it her way. <laughs> So I, it, we don't have anything to argue about. <laughs> that makes it easy. That makes it easy. Sure. Well, yeah. I absolutely love it. Please, please, please send us a picture of that pool when it's done. That is a huge win for you and your family. Congratulations. I would love to have a swimming pool. So I know how big of a deal that is for you. So thank you. Yeah. I'm going to pass Definitely. you on to Martha, who's going to talk to you about people. Thanks so much. Okay. I just realized... I'm the only one out of this entire group that doesn't have a spouse involved with my business. And he, he wasn't involved with the maid service and he's not involved with the software. Although, uh, Megan, you'll get a kick out of this. The other day he said, maybe I should learn coding. And mind you, we're like retirement age. So <laughs> he would be good at it though. Yeah. And he, he sure is super patient with us for not being an entrepreneur, he is very, very, very entrepreneurial. I don't know. We love well, John. This is me sucking up because John hates my guts most of the time. Well, and when you were talking about staying positive, I, I, you know, only certain personalities can really endure this kind of uh, life because there's just so many things that you could go down a rabbit hole and worry about. But, uh, but anyway, um, I want to get to checklists because you've mentioned them a couple of times. And I know in the cleaning world, maid service world, that checklists are not used wise, uh, widely and it's because people get in a rush and they don't really, you know, they just check it off whether they did it or not. Um, so how do you, you mentioned the homeowner checks or signs off on it. Now that would be the way to make it work. But what about when the homeowner's not there uh, how does that, how do you not get them to just mindlessly check that off? There is a spot on our checklist that says that homeowner was not home. Um, and so that, you know, they'll, they'll check that, that box if the homeowner is not present, um, which, you know, we don't require the homeowners to be there. Right. We do ask that we do prefer that they're there because if there is an issue or something pops up or maybe a little bit of water is leaking in a window seal or underneath the door, um, that's a really great opportunity to identify that problem like up front. Mm -hmm. um, so 
we don't require that the homeowner be present, but we do prefer it. So what if someone were to go through that checklist and they check everything off done, the homeowner wasn't home, the homeowner then complains and somehow you find out that indeed they did not do, you know, one or more things that they checked off. Mm -hmm. What would yeah. happen then? Yeah, um, we would, uh, we'd bring that, that technician in for a counseling session. Um, and part of our accountability mechanism is our office staff, they do a follow-up phone call every single day with all the customers from the previous day. And they just call, they say, hey, you know, um, I'm here with Veterans Pressure Wash. I just want to check in and see how everything looks. How did the guys do for you? Does there, did everything come out great? And we just, that's kind of one of the ways that we get in front of that as well. And if there is a little bit of an issue, then we, we, we tell the homeowner we want to come back. We want to fix it because we want them to be 100% happy. Mm -hmm. um, I think the technicians just kind of know there's that accountability because we're going to do the follow up. We're going to make sure yeah, that it we're going to do the follow up calls. Yeah, I, I, I agree. We, and I think checklist without some piece of accountability that, you know, that's where it fails is if people depend on the checklist as the sole piece of accountability that's where it's going to fail. That's right. Yep. That's right. There, there definitely has to be an accountability mechanism followed up with every single thing. Um, just like in the military, you know, there's, there's always, there's always a system in place to go back and make sure that, that, that you are being held accountable, that you actually did what you were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're not perfect. Um, you know, we do, have callbacks, but they're usually just very minor things. Uh, we missed a little spot over here. Can this get a little bit cleaner over there? So um, I think just leaning forward and being the ones to engage with those customers um, has really helped us out a lot. We've even had customers say, no, it's fine. It's not even a big deal. It's just this one little thing. And we're, we are always, no, we, we want to come back and fix that. We want to yeah. make that perfect, as perfect as it can. You know, we can't work miracles. I can't turn back time, but we want to get that as clean as it can possibly get. Yeah. And your follow-up calls are part of your marketing right there. I mean, closing that loop and making the follow-up calls would make people talk about you because that is a unique, that's a unique thing to do, especially now, I think. Yep. Yeah. And it, yeah, it gives them one, one more touch point to ask about um, uh, leaving us a, a five-star review. We do have an automated follow-up campaign that goes in and asks for reviews. Mm -hmm. um, but that touch, that, that office, office admin touch point is also a really good touch point. Um, just to say, Hey, you know, we sent you a, a direct link to leave us a review that would, it would mean the world to us if you guys went ahead and did that. Um, but if they've already left a review, it's an opportunity to thank them for the review. Right. So it kind of right. goes, it goes both ways. And right now we're at 870 five-star reviews. So wow. our goal is a thousand. Um, we're going to buy everybody in the company season tickets to our um, AAA baseball team here. Um, but, uh, cool. you know, we're always looking for reviews because it's feedback, but 
on we do get negative reviews you know it's happened once or twice and we use those to get better and that's what we always do is we take those reviews and we unpack them and we say how do we drop the ball here and how do we improve our own processes so that way we can serve our customers better right right and on those reviews is there like do you tie the reviews to some kind of point system for your technicians like is there any kind of incentive for them to convert to reviews the reason i i always tell them you know that earning you know delivering five-star service is extremely important for several reasons right for one it ensures that you're going to have that customer again for the next season and so if you go out there and you over deliver and deliver five-star service, you're, we're going to have that client again. And that's good for everybody in the company because we get you, you guys now, you know, everybody wants to have jobs on their schedule. No mm-hmm. technician wants to show up and say, well, I don't have any jobs on my schedule. Mm-hmm. So the more they over deliver, the better our pipeline is for people coming into the company so that we can fill their schedules. Right. So it, it's a win-win for everybody and it helps provide for everybody in the, in the company. So, and then we read the reviews, we post them on the board in our office. Um, we have a section for, uh, it's called attaboys and oh boys. And each mm-hmm. crew has the, a chain hanging. And whenever they get a call back, it goes on there. Whenever they get a five star review, it goes on there. So we try to celebrate the wins. Right. Um, we use, we use the, 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 the times where if we maybe didn't quite deliver five-star service, we use that as an opportunity to learn and get better. So just constant coaching and, and training with the technicians is the best way we found to, to tackle that. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I ask a question? Because I'm like learning from Dean. Uh, who, who owns that? Like who's in charge of that? Like is that an office manager? Is that you, Dean? Is that Brandy? Like whose responsibility is to make sure – the counseling happens and that the checklist, like who notices the checklist didn't get done. Can you talk us through that? Sorry, Martha. I'm totally hijacking, but I'm like, that's so fascinating for me because in our company, like we have lots of good ideas and then the execution kind of falls short on like, who's going to be the one that's in charge of this. You need a military background. I mean, I do. We haven't said it yet. Thank you well, for your service. And thank you even, for taking a call from your car on the base yeah. where your phone works. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> even I am not the best implementer and accountability person because I'm here on base all day. But that's why using the DISC personality profile to make sure that um, everybody in your company is in the right seat on the bus Um, So our office manager, she is very much data-driven, task-oriented. She is our accountability mechanism. She is the one who is going to make sure that you turn in your checklist and it's completed and it's filled out properly. Um, And she's the one that's going to make sure that that board is being updated on a daily basis. So between her and our operations manager, they really own that and they manage that. Um, I'm more of a visionary Um, So I definitely had to surround myself with, you know, implementers and people to to hold other people accountable because I just want to be everybody's friend, you know, so. (laughs) And is is that a weekly stat that you report as well? Like if 
If they didn't do the coaching, would that be something that you would catch on a weekly staff meeting? Mm -hmm. um, as far as which, which metric? Um, the coaching or the, you know, any kind of a coaching, do you report? Like how many coaching sessions you had so, that week? Some kind of metric to make sure it's happening. Yeah, so a couple a couple of different ways. It's what we do is like if if there's if technician has a callback, you know, we'll we report on that every single day. We track that every single day, and if there's a call for a callback that comes in today, tomorrow morning, you know, when we're having our technician huddle, we'll pull that crew aside. And we'll go over that because there's always two sides to every story too. We don't just take that opportunity to blame our technicians, you know, um, we'll go over that, you know, that instance there and we'll try to figure out, okay, Hey, what, what exactly happened out here? You know? Yeah. Um, but then at the same time on, because it's on the board and on the wall that help that helps hold everybody accountable because nobody wants to get out of boys on the wall. So they don't want to see where they had a call back or, you know, maybe they, they killed a plant or a bush or something like right. that. So I think having it in a, in a public place and having it visually displayed is, is, is important. Um, but yeah. And then just, mm -hmm. yeah. Transparency. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And quickly, cause I know I have to pass it back to Tay. Um, Megan, our field manager is responsible for those things that, Dean's talking about and our field manager had to report in weekly stats, not so much the counseling stuff, but um, all the employee engagement things and would have been responsible for all those transparency activities that take place. So, but I do think that's a big part of your success is that you've learned to make it, you know, it's like you've called attention to the right things in a public way, but also taken a non-shaming attitude as in everybody makes mistakes, you know, learn from your mistakes right. and we're all good. That's right. So yep. I like it. I like it. Okay. <laughs> I, we're out of time, but this has been great. And thank you so much, you two, for speaking to us and Tay, I'll let you take over. Let me take it over. All right. Awesome. Well, I'll just reiterate what Martha said. Thank you so much, guys. This has been an awesome uh, show. Awesome hour to be with you. Um, at this point, we are going to yeah. go ahead and do some homework. So y'all are more than welcome to add some pieces of homework if you would like. We'll kind of save you guys till the end so you can kind of see the formatting of it and how we go about homework. Um, for those listening, if this is your first time listening or you're a regular listener to the show, then you will know that I'm about to ask you to only choose one piece of homework. And this is intentional. We want you to make sure you're moving the needle forward in your business and really being accountable for listening to the show and putting things into action. So we talked a lot about some checklists some accountability things today. So we want to make sure we do that for you. Um, and we do have a Facebook group that you can join. If you need help with this homework or you just want to run an idea past one of us, you know, that's where you can be able to get in contact with us and be able to make sure this homework gets taken care of. So going to go ahead and start it off with some marketing homework. 
A couple things. I mean, listen back. I mean, Dean dropped a ton of gold nuggets in the marketing section. I couldn't even probably get to all of them to recap them. That's how many were dropped. But one of the things that I think is very fitting for where we're at in the time of year right now is the fact that Dean does a six month marketing plan, not a full year. And I think this is a great way to go about your marketing plan. You're not having to, you know, plan out an entire year and then, you know, have to rework it every quarter almost. You can be able to work on it for six months, really be able to do testing if needed, be able to see what's working and make adjustments to that plan. And then at that next six months, be able to completely change it, continue with what's working or add in some new features. So when you are working on the six month plan, I want you to keep in mind the analogy that Dean used, which is your hunting versus your farming, right? So make sure we have both of these buckets handled for your six month plan. So you're being proactive and working on things um, while also being able to you know, have your Google ads running and have network marketing going as well. So six month marketing plan, I will make sure to drop a link in the group for some kind of guides for how you can be able to accomplish this. If that's what your homework is this week. I was just about to ask like, Hey, do you have a template or something? I need that. Um, so thanks for that. Uh, Michelle, Michelle has a template too. I love it. Don't take my homework. I'm coming in. Okay. I'm not taking it. Um, I already typed mine out. I'm not taking it. So, uh, as T said, these are all good homeworks. Like we're not competitive. All of them are going to be something that you need to do. Probably. We want you to just choose the one that you have to do this week. The one that you're like, Oh yeah, I can't, I can't go on another week in business without doing that. So uh, for finance homework, we're in this goal setting season. We're in this budgeting season. And I'm going to challenge you to put rewards to all of your goals, mm -hmm. to find the little milestones that you can celebrate. I, I hope that there's a celebration for the sixth van that's coming to Brandy and Dean. I hope that if you have struggled with hiring and you're listening to this, there's a celebration for that next hire. I I did my first interview in 15 years for Jeff Likes Clemendos yesterday, and it was a fantastic hire. Like, I am so excited. I'm, I'm like really proud of this. Um, and so I had a little dance party when I got home and I told Jeff, I said, I think I'm going to take back over hiring. This is not how I should be spending my time. But choose, <laughs> choose where you're going to choose where you're going to celebrate over the next year and build them in. So we said technicians, bands, call volume, revenue sales. It could be on a daily basis. It could be a year to date, but just find these milestones as you're building out your goals and then get some buy-in from your family and from your team about how you're going to celebrate them. I love that Dean and Brandy said that they're buying season tickets to their local AAA baseball team when they hit 1000 Google reviews. And I have a feeling that the team helped them set that reward. So don't be afraid to ask your team, how would they like to help celebrate their hard work? and um, get your family involved because they're, they want to celebrate with you too. So I'm going to put that in as our finance homework this week. Love it. And your systems homework this week, despite what kind of software you have or CRM, don't get trapped in the tech, maybe go old school for your technicians and put something on paper. So I'm going to link um, in the homework in our private Facebook group, 
um, a place called template.net and it's like checklist heaven. If you are a member of Conquer, you get access to all these checklists and I would absolutely have you um, go check out Conquer as a group that can help and support you. I've been a student for many years. I dipped out for a few months and I miss it terribly. And I'm just now talking about getting back in. So I will see you all in January, hopefully at the Conquer Summit, um, where they make you call your shot on video and you have to talk to yourself a year in advance. It's wild. So uh, it's yeah. it keeps you accountable because you actually have to watch the video and see if you did it. So I'm going to put the homework in for templates in the private Facebook group. And Dean and Brandy, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thank you. Talk about transparency, making you watch <laughs> that video. Uh, oh, it's tough. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. Was it in front of other people? No, you had to leave and go somewhere private and then call your shot is what it, what Brandon calls it. And yeah. so you had to talk about everything that you'd worked on for the last two days and then you had to call your shot. And it's weird because I didn't, I forgot all about it. And then he sent the videos out to everybody about three or four weeks ago and I watched it again. And the majority of the things that I said I wanted to accomplish this year have happened. So it was wild. It was very wild. And I'm sitting by the pool. Yeah. I mean, so it must work. I mean, and I'm, you know, me, I'm kind of a bull. I think I know the, the most. And so it, it worked on me. So I'm grateful. <laughs> well, I asked because that would be, be at the great... Conquer Summit, right? Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll see you guys there. Awesome. That would yeah, be a I'll great thing to do with your staff in January too. personal yeah. goals. But Ooh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay, people homework. Um, figure out how the accountability accountability measures that you have for your team, how can you make that transparent? Because that transparency raises the accountability bar. All right. So, I mean, I'm going to say quality driven dashboard calls people to see who's doing what, but we did it with absences. We did it with a lot of things. And sometimes it's just like a United way, like barometer that how we did it. So it can be very old school and easy. So anyway, that's your homework. Um, Tay, before I pass it back to you, I just want to mention that the admin membership is closing this, let's see, Halloween, October 31st. So we're closing that down and that membership can uh, consist of a clubhouse uh, for just admins. And we have a project every month. It's a theme that includes webinar, homework, etc. We give merit badges. That's our accountability. And uh, so if they get that company related project done, they earn a merit badge, which then will be in a pinning ceremony in person and uh, all that fun stuff. So we hope that you guys join or have your admin join our community because um, they're going to love it. I feel like Dean and Brandy talked a lot about rockstar admins and a lot about how mm -hmm. they have put good systems in their office. And, uh, and that's what the admin community does is it helps you empower your boots on the ground. It helps you empower the people that can help you drive this home and make sure that what you think is happening is actually right. happening on a regular basis. It helps you set them up for success. And the community is an extension of that because it's not just one-time learning. 
it's it's almost like I love that Dean was saying they do daily tech meetings. Like there's no daily training for admins. It doesn't exist. And so we're trying to build an accountability group to help your admins have a tribe of like-minded individuals. So uh, we'll put the link to that admin community here. Um, did we want to pass it to the Smiths for homework? Yes, yes. I think I think you should both give homework. I feel like, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like each of you should give a homework assignment. Yeah, no pressure. Right. You want to go, Brandy? Um, I have to think of something. <laughs> I think we're both like, uh. Well, I mean, I can uh, I can get started. Um, homework is uh, if you're if you're in the if you're in business and you don't have a coach or a mentor. Um, you, sh you really should, should get involved with something along those lines. Um, that is, you know, the conquer program is, is how we have grown and scaled our business. And before that, it was just listening to Josh, Lat Josh Latimer's podcast, quick talk podcast, you know, um, I say, just get, get a coach or a mentor in your business, in your life, looking at your numbers, um, sharing those, those metrics and stuff. So. Love it. Um, I'll just say Brandy. something I think that's really kind of helped us as we've grown is really just kind of brainstorming and mapping it out and actually physically writing it down somewhere of like what your goals are, what you want to achieve. It's kind of almost like a vision board and just really laid all out there what, you know, you see your future yep. being. And you I guys have a whiteboard for that, right? Like a whiteboard in the office? We have them yeah, in the office, so, and we actually have one in our living room here. That's what I was going to say. I yeah, love that she, you have a whiteboard in your living room. I, <laughs> I, I had a little pushback at first on that, but she it's been she good. gave me pushback, but it it, it looks pretty. Um, but what I what I've what we pointed out on on this board that we have in the living room is if we write it on that board, we end up accomplishing it. And so even if it seems like a crazy, scary goal. And we put it on that board. We actually accomplish it because when we, we'll periodically go through and we'll erase all the stuff that we accomplished. And it's nice just seeing all that stuff come off the board um, that we accomplished. And sometimes they're small goals. You know, we have health and wellness goals. We have financial goals. Um, we're constantly trying to just raise the bar. And we get to a certain point and then we're not comfortable there. We want to go further. And we just, we have always raised the bar in our life. And I think that's, something that's really helped us out. We're never comfortable. We're never content. We always want to do better. We want to do more. We want to grow more. So. I love that. I and love that. it's transparency and accountability, even in your living room. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Dean, Brandy, if someone did want to get into contact with you, wanted to chat about business and kind of just share life experiences together, what would be the best way for them to get into contact with you all? Yeah, probably uh, send me a message on Facebook. Um, that's probably the best way to, to get a hold of me. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm in, in the Conquer program and, you know, Softwash systems and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I'd say uh, just send me a Facebook message. Yeah. Awesome. That's how I got him on the show. So he's, he's very <laughs> serious about that. Just send that Facebook message and he'll be there. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. I, I can job. access it at work. So even though I can't have my phone in the building, I, I do have access to have Facebook in the background. So um, <laughs> you send me a message, I'll, I'll get to it. Love it. And we, we appreciate always... you having us on the show. 
Oh, of course. Thank you. Dean and Brandy, we always wrap up with a quote. And so I found one today that I thought was really fitting. I love it. It's from Bob Proctor. And he says, accountability is the glue that ties commitment to the result. And so I absolutely see the results. And I'm sure that accountability is the reason why you guys are here. Congratulations to you both. And everybody have a super day out there and keep fighting. Awesome. <laughs> Go fight. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay, see you guys later. Thanks so much. With Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.